0: episode 26 of the shock Jacques nicks podcast on the post a good toasting podcast network sean st Jacques here with you for the holiday special right in the middle of the christmas and new year's holiday period uh recording this game uh, recording this uh this podcast i should say just before the Knicks tip off against the nets so you guys will know that result before podcast sean knows <laughs> the game will be going on actually Uh, a little bit towards the end so by the time we're done recording the game as i record will tip off so i won't be able to talk much about that game but we'll talk about the week that was in the knicks universe and we'll also dive into some new year's resolutions things we want under the stock or in the stockings and under the tree for the knicks going into next season but first and foremost merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa happy holidays to everybody out there who is celebrating a holiday this time of the year hope you guys are all enjoying it with your family and your friends i've had a lot of uh, a lot of fun over the last couple of days with family and friends myself so i hope you guys are doing the same despite the the performances on the court from our beloved new york knicks the good news was there was no christmas uh, game for the knicks this year so we didn't have to be sad on christmas for once uh, with the knicks but of course the knicks since the last podcast, and and with the way the schedule works in the NBA, we normally get three or four games uh, between podcasts so in a week, which is pretty normal uh, during the NBA season. Three losses uh, for the Knicks since the last podcast, and and it's been honestly, you know, it, it was tough when I was looking back at a couple of the games. I missed a good amount of the Miami game on that friday due to other work and uh getting ready for the holidays as well watched the entire milwaukee game live uh, at, at the garden uh disappointed in the performance late on in that game i thought uh from the knicks at the third quarter really was the backbreaker in that game after the knicks kind of hung around at halftime i mean they weren't like right in the game at halftime but they kind of weathered the first quarter storm And then it just got even worse in the third, and the fourth was pretty much uh, Milwaukee garbage time at that point. I did get a chance to look back at the Heat game. I kind of threw that one out, to be honest with you. I I didn't expect the Knicks to go down there and be competitive. Miami is red hot right now. Miami, this season, for those that are not following other teams in the NBA, and you should, uh, because Miami's really good, and I had them in the playoffs in my preseason playoff predictions for the eastern conference i don't think i had them as high as where they're going to end up being when the time comes but at the time of of recording or at least at the time of the game against the knicks the miami heat are 12 and 1 at american airlines arena this season really impressive mark for a miami heat team that many thought would either be borderline playoffs or many thought there'd be more needed around uh uh, that that squad with jimmy butler and, and and things like that but Bam Adebayo's been really good for the Heat this season. Knicks fans got an up-close, uh, in-person look at him. He's been really good uh, for the Knicks this season. I was assuming uh, for, for the Heat this season. Knicks wish they had him. Uh, Bam Adebayo was really good in that game. I thought Robinson, Duncan Robinson, the kid out of Michigan, was really good as well. He's only He only shoots threes. The kid only shoots threes, but he made six of ten. From deep, Duncan Robinson, a kid that I I thought had a chance to be good in the NBA, but the the fact that he is this good of a shooter, I think, was something that uh, we got a glimpse of in college, but not to this scale. I I think he might get figured out at some point, to be honest with you, but for right now, he's a huge weapon for the Miami Heat. Uh, Obviously, none was really good as well with 15 points in 24 minutes. And honestly, what what did in the Knicks was the bench scoring. I, I mean, four guys in double figures off the bench. Kelly Olenek, you look at Jones Jr., uh, 18 points, by the way, off the bench from Goran Dragic, along with eight assists. And another kid I really liked out of college as well from last year's draft, Tyler Hero. What a phenomenal job he's done in his first season in the NBA. He also chipped in with 25 minutes and 12 points off the bench along with a pair of assists and a pair of rebounds so i I just think miami was the better team on the night it's a better roster obviously there's no doubt about that and the knicks never were really in the game i mean that first quarter was a route and then miami kind of nick nipped and tucked their way through the first uh, rather the second and the third quarter and again garbage time in the fourth miami uh, knew that the game was pretty much wrapped up and the knicks didn't really do a whole lot in the fourth despite outscoring miami in the fourth quarter the game didn't mean a whole lot at that point a phenomenal performance from bobby portis to be fair in that game i think he had 30 points and when i checked i i I checked the box score i think after i watched a lot of the game back off dvr and 30 points from bobby portis but with the eight rebounds the three steals the efficiency from the field 12 of 17 By far, his best game is in Nick, and he kind of throws these games out there every once in a while, Bobby Portis. He gives you a little bait on the hook. I don't know if he's going to be that good consistently ever in his career, but he gives you a little little nibble of what he could possibly bring to this Knicks roster. He's a young kid. He's got a lot of potential. I I just don't know if the Knicks are going to be that team where he blossoms consistently, and it's time. you know he's 24 years old I mean this kid's got a long career potentially ahead of him and it was just nice to see you know the kid averages 9.6 points per game and it's one of those things where you look at him and he's impressive at times and then there's other times where you watch him and you're just like how the heck is he is he getting this many minutes in the NBA but 30 minutes off the bench excuse me 30 points in 25 minutes off the bench really impressive I liked what I saw out of Kevin Knox for the most part although he was inefficient from the field uh, another really good game from Mitchell Robinson that this has been you know I know he fouled out but this has been the this has been a nice stretch for him where he has really gotten going offensively and he's starting to take the next step in his career and that's a big big plus for the Knicks going forward in the future uh, so that was great to see from him as well to be honest, the bench was the bright spot, and, and I'll throw in Damian Dotson, uh, I know he didn't make a three in the game, but eight points, five assists, I think you'll take that off the bench, or at least close to that, I'd like a little more points off out of him off the bench, but eight points, five assists, again, inefficient from the field, didn't make any threes, defensively wasn't great either, to be honest, in the game, I didn't think he shined that well defensively in the game, in, in his 23 minutes, but Made his free throws, got to the line, made some things happen. I I thought he was pretty good. He's been better. There's no question about that. The kid has put up 30 points in his career at different times, and he's a good shooter. I think that gets lost in in the shuffle with him at times as well. When he's on, he can shoot the rock, but he's not consistently good enough on the offensive end to warrant much more, many more minutes off the bench. Uh, one really bad game from Alfred Payton, uh, a really bad game from uh, Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nilakina was terrible again, I, I keep telling you guys this, I mean, and again, I'm not hearing from you now, I'm not hearing a peep out of the Frank Nilakina people now, he's been garbage the last couple of weeks, he's been terrible, he, I, he's been god awful, 16 minutes and he did nothing, he did nothing in that game, made 1-3, had one rebound and almost fouled out. With a couple of turnovers, yikes! I mean, bench him. I it, seriously, enough. I, I don't want to hear it anymore. I really don't want to hear it anymore. He 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 is unbelievably inconsistent to the point where he'll be useless on the court, on the offensive end, useless. Five on four on the four on five on the offensive end, nothing happening with the Knicks with him on the floor. It's unbelievable. It really is. Start Alfred Payton. Right now, I, I mean, enough with this, Mike Miller. Start Alfred Payton, please. It's better for the offense. It's better for the team in general. You got to start him. R.J. Barrett was terrible. I, I, I know that. I know that got that kind of got lost in the shuffle. I felt like of that game, he had his worst game as a Nick, and that is saying something. He's had a lot of really good performances for the Knicks, but he was terrible. I mean, one of ten from the field, I believe, and I think he finished with two points. I don't even think he made a free throw in the game and was 0 of 3 from deep if I if I remember correctly yikes yikes tough tough game for the rookie but every once in a while you'll get a clunker like that not maybe not that bad but that was really a rough night for RJ Barrett but I think he'll bounce back from that typical night from Marcus Morris I, I think Julius Randle really struggled offensively in the game he he was lucky he got to the free throw line as many times as he did, or he would have had his worst game as a Nick. 13 points, but seven of the 13 came from the free throw line and he missed three free throws. So, I mean, just that was a rough night for the Knicks overall. Watching it back, I mean, it just shows you how poor the the front court is consistently for this Knick team. I mean, Taj Gibson getting minutes consistently, not only played 14 minutes, but he's starting the games and that, that's a bad look and I think at some point Mitchell Robinson has got to get the starter minutes here I know that they like getting him off the bench with the with the second unit and then he kind of jolts the Knicks team back to life but the, look at the last couple of games the Knicks first quarters have just been dreadful and it starts with the starters I mean they <laughs> can't put it any no pun intended but you can't put it any other way than that the starters are not doing the job and you look at Taj Gibson and my god the guy should not be starting in the NBA there's a reason he didn't start early in the season but Mike Miller has gone with the veteran here and it's not worked it really has not worked and there, are just just within the roster there need to be some changes here and quickly Mike Miller's honeymoon interim period has evaporated I mean he goes on three of three wins out of four and all of a sudden the Knicks are getting shellacked night in and night out again and we'll get to the game that's really going to stick with me for a while this season uh, in a second but the miami game was an afterthought for the most part i i thought the knicks again the first quarter terrible in the miami or rather terrible in the milwaukee game as well and i believe they got outscored by 14 in the first quarter again hung around in the second quarter like i said earlier but we're never really in the game i mean you never thought the knicks were going to get back into it and in the in the third milwaukee does what milwaukee does they're, they're they're a championship caliber team and they went on another huge run and outscored the knicks by 11 in the third and the game was over and listen classic uh game from Tacumpo, triple double 22 11 and 10 with a couple of steals efficient from the field one of the best players in the world i mean there's, there's just no other way around that Tacumpo is one of the best players in the nba and one of the best basketball players on planet earth at the moment he he did that in his sleep it felt like he had barely done anything at different por- points in the game you look at his stats and all of a sudden he's got a triple double that's what stars do night in and night out the the bucks by the way after that game 12 and 2 on the road this season 26 and 4 overall which i think they've won although no, actually they lost on christmas so that they they'll that'll drop a little bit but really impressive start to the season for them. They're the runaway favorites from for me in the east. I know the Sixers beat them, but the Bucks are better. The Bucks are a better team. There's better players on this team. I mean, all five starters in double figures for the Bucks in the win over the Knicks. Middleton is a stud. brooke Lopez has been rejuvenated under under Milwaukee's uh under under the Milwaukee system. And, and a kid that, you know, many probably remember from the National Championship game a couple of years ago, who was injured who's been injured a lot in his NBA career, that's starting to kind of poke up a little bit and has really started to make his market times on this Bucks roster. That's Dante DiVincenzo, the former Villanova Wildcat. What a what a game he had against the Knicks as well. Twenty five minutes, again only thirteen points, but seven rebounds, and had a hand in just about everything the Bucks were doing throughout the game and was extremely efficient from the field as well three of five from deep and that 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 kid's going to be a really good player in the nba the bucks have done really well with their drafting the last couple of years and you know with malcolm brogdon now no longer with the team you're thinking you know who, who are the other guys on this roster and you look at Divincenzo, you know kyle corver with 17 off the bench i mean what a great pickup he's been as well having a veteran like george hill and double figures as well and pat Connaughton. i know he didn't play well against the knicks as far as scoring but that guy get does the little things. The Bucks are le- legit. The Bucs are legit. So again, I kind of threw this game out as well. You know, the Bucs are, in my opinion, uh, probably the third best team, second or third best team in the NBA. I probably go Clippers, Lakers, Bucs, or maybe Clippers, Bucks, Lakers. You know, take your pick. You know, and then the Heat are, are pushing that top five. I'll tell you that they're really good too. So the Knicks lose two, two, two games to really good opposition going into you know these last couple of days where christmas has come around and and things like that but the knicks i mean a game the knicks had to get absolutely had to get the against a against a wounded wizards team and and this is this is where you look at the coach and this is where you look at the organization and the players on the roster and you wonder you know how does Mike Miller let this one slip away? I mean, this was a game the Knicks should have won, a game the Knicks really had to win to kind of get some momentum going again and try to end a losing streak and get back in the win column. I was listening to a lot of the game on the radio, watched the last two quarters on television and just extremely disappointed uh, with the defensive effort. against Again, against a Wizards team that's extremely banged up, extremely banged up right now. You look at their starting lineup I mean yes Jan Mahimi's been around for a while you look at Ish Smith Bradley Beal those are two really good players Admiral Schofield is a fresh kid out of college who did nothing in the game yet is starting in the NBA Bunga as well not much of a threat there but Brown Jr. with 26 off the bench uh and I at a loss for words I mean Bradley Beal had to take 38 shots to get to 30 points, and he went two of 11 from three, two of 11, and the Knicks still find a way to lose. I mean, no Bryant, no McRae. You know, Wall's not going to play for another year with this team. I, I mean, just brutal. Uh, probably the worst loss of the season for the Knicks. It's up there. It's up there there's no question in my mind and you know a Wizards team that you should be better than in the standings I mean there's no way around it you spent 70 million dollars on free agents in the off season. the, the Wizards are, are two and a half games actually they're three games better than four games in the loss column three and a half games better than the Knicks something like that and it's just how does that happen that the Wizards are they're throwing this season away i mean there's no question about that bradley beal might be traded by the end of this season we know where what the wizards are the knicks are supposed to be better than this and they play the wizards again by the way in washington and for the hard working paying out of their rear ends nick fans that that had to watch that ridiculous performance live at the garden i feel for you i really do i really do I, I thought the knicks were terrible on the night and listen they they got off to a good start the first quarter went relatively well i thought from listening on the radio the second quarter i, I felt like the knicks could have stepped on the gas i thought they really could have got a double digit lead going into halftime and they didn't they just let the they, they just kind of almost let the Wizards do what they wanted on the offensive end, it felt like. And, and every other every other possession, they're getting an easy bucket. And I'm just thinking, my gosh, I mean, they're not doing anything crazy. The Wizards, they're doing nothing out of the ordinary, and they're carving the Knicks up in the second and the third quarter. And, and in the fourth, I mean, the Knicks held, uh, the Knicks stayed in it. But just, just, again, bad decision-making down the stretch from key guys. And... It's a six-point loss that's just a dagger to the Knicks' hearts. It really is. This is a game the Knicks should have won that they had to get. And, and embarrassing. It really is an embarrassing loss for the Knicks. And listen, I, I point out two positives. I, I thought Julius Randle, I mean, my God, I mean, put the team on his back at different times in the game. He he really did. I, I thought... You know, RJ Barrett bounced back extremely well. And again, I talked about it earlier, finally giving Alfred Payton a start at the point guard position. And again, that was my, when I said that earlier, that was my thought after those last two games. You got to start this kid. You got to start him. And he gets his start. And yeah, five points, but 12 assists and seven rebounds. I mean, enough is enough. You got to keep putting him out there in the starting lineup. Enough. Put him out there and and mike miller finally made that adjustment and it helped it helped especially in the first quarter and throughout the game he was making plays on the offensive end but the bench the bench was able to provide something as well but i I think it was almost like you wanted a couple of the guys that didn't play well off the bench to kind of help and they didn't bobby portis and god dennis smith jr was terrible they combined for eight points but bobby portis had all eight of the points dennis smith was absolutely terrible in the seven minutes he played frank nilakina at five points three assists off the bench it was okay you know in 11 minutes not bad but not good enough to, to take elford payton's spot back i'll tell you that right now i think nilakina is going to be off the bench for a while now for the knicks you got two great performances alonzo trier finally woke back up again where has this kid been the last couple of weeks where's he been for the last month he's done nothing for the Knicks he finally put together a decent performance with 11 points and like I mentioned earlier Damian Dotson is somebody that can really help off the bench and 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 he did 19 points and he had to pick up some of the load without Marcus Morris being in uh being being out there with an Achilles injury so you didn't have Gibson you didn't have Braz who wasn't going to play anyway and you didn't have Marcus Morris maybe that's the difference maybe it's not it doesn't matter the Knicks still should have won the game and the fact that they didn't is embarrassing and it already is giving you a little peek behind the curtain that Mike Miller is a little bit in over his head here I mean you could because th- you could throw the other ones as an excuse because of who they played and 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 things like that to be fair he's made some good adjustments at least in my mind but it, it really was disappointing to to see this game in the third and fourth quarter and just watching the Knicks just keep shooting themselves in the foot time and time again. And listen, 14 turnovers, a lot of those could have been avoided. And to only cause eight turnovers from the Wizards, I I mean, the defense has got to be better than that. This Wizards team is not that good at all. This Knicks team is better than this Wizards team. And that's saying a lot they should be better than them and this was extremely disappointing to watch it really was the knicks have reached a new low uh this season no question about that at least on the court (laughs) so we'll see how it goes from there we'll take a quick break here when i come back what's what's needed here what's the future looking like for 2020 for the new york knicks what's the coach who's the coach gonna be what's the team gonna look like who's gonna get traded And what do the Knicks need under the tree and in their stockings in 2020 to maybe turn things around, not only for this season, but more importantly, for the future of the franchise. All that and more next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting podcast network. Back on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast, second part of the show, Uh, enough of the negativity. We're trying to look forward as best we can into the new year. Uh, of course there's one game uh that i can't talk about because uh of the fact that i'm recording uh, on the day the knicks play the nets on boxing day of course the show as you know goes out every friday 9 a.m on itunes on postingandtoasting.com and wherever you get your podcast so make sure you keep listening every week you guys have been phenomenal listening even during your holidays which is just it means a lot so for everybody that's done that and in uh, for those that, if, for some of you that listen to my College Hoops podcast as well, I've been able to track, you know, when you guys listen to this podcast and the other podcasts that I do as well. And the fact that you guys listened on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, uh, it's unbelievable. But getting to spend some of my holiday, you know, spending our some of our holidays together, it's really special in my opinion, and getting to do this, you know, it, it means a lot, you know, getting to do that and, and getting to interact with you guys during this special time of the year certainly means a lot. So I really appreciate you guys continuing to listen, continuing to interact with the show uh, on Twitter at SSJ7, my Twitter handle, posting and toasting on Twitter, as well as the postingandtoasting.com comment section on the great website where all of our great writers and reporters give you the latest on the Knicks day in and day out. So you guys will be able to react to the Brooklyn result as I'm uh, putting this podcast out. So we'll put that to the side for now, and we'll unbox that result next week, along with the game against the Wizards and the game on New Year's Day at home against Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. So, until then, let's look at what's to come. For the Knicks, I was at a loss for words at the end of the Wizards game. The other night, because a lot of things that I had been talking about, you know, over the last couple of episodes kind of came true in that game, positively and negatively. The Knicks finally got away from Frank Nilakina. They finally brought in Alfred Payton as a starter. I think he did well. I think he did well enough to keep the starting job for the foreseeable future at the guard position, the at the point guard position for now. Uh, but now you look at Mike Miller, you look at the coach, the interim coach, and obviously we know that he's not the long term guy with the Knicks and and again he had some positive results earlier on you know we were talking last show about a winning streak and winning three of the last four and him maybe not turning the ship around but but giving the Knicks and the Knicks fans some more positive results that have been you know kind of pointing out the positives on the roster who we've seen this season that's done really well that's been able to be a bright spot despite the 7 and 24 start pending the Brooklyn result at barclays that you guys will know before i know before this podcast goes out on friday but we come back to this we come back to a place where we always seem to come back to this time of the year with the knicks and the knicks are in bad shape 7 24 way off where i thought they would be i'm not saying they'd be much better than that but I, I i thought the knicks would at least have 10 wins by now and the fact that the knicks are 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 where they are is extremely disappointing And the fact that the Knicks have already fired their coach is extremely disappointing as well. And on top of that, there doesn't seem to be a plan in place for the future. As far as the coaching staff is concerned, there's ideas floating around. You know, there's people that are, that are being, I guess, reached out to about this and the Knicks, you know, all the Knicks have done besides promote Mike Miller to interim manager has been hiring David Blatt as a advisor or helper or whatever with the front office, which is—I mean—it's just ridiculous. It really is. I mean, you might as well—I—I—the I, way that the way it's been working with the Knicks, you might as well just say David Blatt could be an option for the next head coach. And it's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I—you know—you need the long-term option. And for me, the first thing I'd ask for, in as far as a New Year's resolution, out of the Knicks is that shortlist that we talked about a couple of episodes ago, I believe, with Tom Thibodeau and Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy. Don't tease us. If you're going to do it, I don't want to hear a word out of your mouth. Go and do it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. As a lot of famous college coaches have said over the years. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Go out there and bleepin' get it done. Enough is enough. You can't keep shipping the Nick fans this false hope anymore. You can if you want, literally. All I'm doing is telling you what I think you should do. But at some point, Steve Mills and Scott Perry are going to be fired. If they keep going down this road, they won't survive there's no question about that they knew that when they fired david Fisdale. because they knew how much pressure they put on this roster they know how much money they spent during the offseason because they couldn't get kevin durant and they couldn't get Kyrie irving and they couldn't get anybody else and here they are with this 7 and 24 roster Things being leaked out saying that oh you know hey Tom Thibodeau might be interested and oh you know what remember Jeff Van Gundy remember this guy he used to be really good as the Nick coach yeah you know what we're looking at him yeah he's on our short list along with getting milk butter and eggs for the store for another apology cake when this all doesn't work out again I, it's just ridiculous I don't want to hear it anymore. The next thing I want to hear from Scott Perry and Steve Mills is who the bleep is the next head coach of the New York Knicks. And if it's not one of those three guys, which is very possible, because, I mean, listen, if you don't follow the Knicks, I mean, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But to me, the worst case scenario is Steve Mills says, hey, I like David Blatt. I'm friends with David Blatt. Princeton, Princeton, Princeton. Tigers, Tigers, Tigers. Basketball, basketball, basketball. I'm going to make him the next head coach. And again, it goes from KD to Julius Randle. From Mark Jackson, hey, to David Blatt, To 12 wins, maybe, by Christmas, to, oh boy, seven wins. To, hey, we got something here. To, nah, you know what? We don't have it. Enough. That's the number one thing Knicks fans should have on their Christmas list and for their New Year's resolution for the Knicks. Stop with all the talk and start doing things that'll save your jobs and put the Knicks back on the right track to being where they belong enough is enough number two has something that's been already starting to go in, in at least the way that i'd like to see it which is i i, I want to see more more out of alfred payton more out of mitchell robinson i want to see mitchell robinson starting consistently for the new york knicks bottom line enough taj gibson i, I need more mitchell robinson in my life starting games for the knicks I mean, imagine, you know, this is the lineup I think Knicks fans would would, want to see. Give me some R.J. Barrett, some Julius Randle, some Marcus Morris, some Alfred Payton, and some Mitchell Robinson. I mean, that's the lineup we should be seeing night in and night out. And the fact that we're seeing, you know, Taj Gibson and Frank Nilakina and Kevin Knox the other night. What has Kevin Knox done? Listen, I love at times what Kevin Knox brings to the table. But what has he done, besides maybe Marcus Morris getting injured, to earn a starting spot? Nothing. And it showed. He did not do nearly enough with the starting five to to put any pressure on on any of the forwards. So I, I, I don't want to be seeing that going forward. Here's the next thing on my list the trades if this bad stretch continues and it's still Mike Miller is the head coach and it's still going in this poor this poor direction this poor direction we're seeing the Knicks going in right now who's the bait what can you trade who do you need to trade who do you want to trade I don't know if I trust Perry and Mills to do this if I'm being if I'm being completely honest with you excuse me But at some point, you got to start looking around the league and seeing what you maybe can get for somebody like Marcus Morris or somebody like Julius Randle or probably not anymore. But, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. would have been a nice piece to look around because right now, Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, again, every time I watch him play, I keep forgetting how young he is. But he he just looks at times, again, we talked, he's had a rough year. He's had a really rough year. He looks nothing like his 22-year-old self. He looks like the latter stages at times at NC State in college where he looked like he gives up on the team at times. Looks like he's not even trying out there at times. Maybe that's a little bit harsh on him. But I mean, the numbers don't lie. The performances don't lie. He has been really bad this year. Got to sort that out. That's the stuff, you know, trimming the fat, if you will. That stuff's got to get sorted out sooner rather than later it really does with this nick roster and it's frustrating because you'd see the glimpses you see the brilliance from mitchell robinson you see the beauty of rj barrett's game you see how how clutch marcus morris can be julius randall has a lot of potential you see what kevin knox can bring to the table alfred payton can play at this league at an extremely high level at times on the offensive end of the floor. We see the glimpses from Alonzo Trier. We see Damian Dotson chipping in at different times. And then you just see what you've seen the last three games, which is just not good enough at either end of the floor consistently throughout the 40 minutes. Or excuse me, the 48 minutes. Disappointing. Expected at times, to be fair. But the Wizards game had me really down. It really did. It had me extremely down. Again, just because of the opponent, really. A Wizards team that basically could have held a white flag over the bus that came into the arena at MSG the other night. I basically could have said, "We're we're here to lose. We are here to lose the game. Can you get the job done? And the Knicks basically said, no, we'll take that white flag. Thank you. We like that. Thank you very much. We'd like to take that from you while the Wizards were stealing points off the Knicks left and right all night. And Bradley Beal was chucking up shots from the 8th Avenue basket, shooting the other way. It was just awful. It was really, really bad. Oh, brutal. Brutal. And the tough part is... the last part. Which I believe I kind of alluded to earlier. The the Nick front office has got to be sorted out here at some point you already fired the coach i mean you already have fired the coach who's the next to go it's Perry and mills what what are james dolan and the rest of the knicks brass going to do here what are they going to do 70 million dollars for a team that's just about slightly better than where they were last year by maybe a game or two yikes yikes just terrible what are the knicks gonna do i mean what are they going to do with perry and mills when what what's the timeline who's gonna come in next it's gonna happen if it keeps going like this i mean if it doesn't i mean just another indictment uh, what's already just been a brutal, you know, couple of decades. What you know, especially the latter ten, the latter decade in Knicks history for James Dolan. Can't get much worse than that. And by the way, I'm actually wrong here. Last year at this time, believe it or not, the Knicks were actually better in the win column. Going into December 27th. Last year, the Knicks were nine and twenty-seven. Now they played more games. To be fair, the Knicks were nine and twenty-seven, seven and twenty-four this year. Wow. Now again, more games. To be fair, were played, and the Knicks played on Christmas. They played a couple extra games uh, during this early part of the season. Of course, the season has started a little bit later. This year as well, I think about a week. So you throw three games in there that have been extra from last season. But regardless, the fact that the Knicks, at the same stage this season, have won two less games than last season. What does that say about what happened with David Fisdale, about where Perry and Mills are at right now, and now the latter stages with Mike Miller something's got to change and it's probably got to be multiple things as far as the end of the season just the end of the season things have to change i mean we've we're already pretty much at rock bottom for the knicks just about and i thought we wouldn't be talking about this until maybe late january to be honest with you if i'm being honest i thought the knicks were maybe gonna hit this point around maybe that that LA game when the, when the Lakers come to town in January. Thought that might be the game where we start to maybe not fi- you know fire fizzdale could have, I I thought that could have happened just around just about around the new year but happened even earlier than that and then I thought maybe we'd hit that next step in mid to late January. We're we're not even in 2020 yet and the Knicks are well past crisis mode. I mean there's no question about that. And it's it's you know it's just the latest in another disaster for the New York Knicks where, listen, the next four games, and again, I, I won't be able to touch on the Brooklyn game as it's going on as I'm finishing up this podcast, but the Wizards are on the road next, then Portland at home, and then four really tough road games. After that, Phoenix, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Jazz. I mean, easily, the Knicks could be 7-30 and by the time the Pelicans come into town on January 10th, and then Miami comes into town and then it's Milwaukee again, Phoenix again, Philly again, and then Cleveland on the road before the Lakers come in on January 22nd, and we'll probably rip the Knicks apart. It's just been that kind of season overall, overall, to be fair. This is the extremely negative part because the Knicks are coming off, in my opinion, and, and this is my opinion, you might think of a different game or whatever the case may be, that was the worst Nick performance of the season in my opinion. Bottom line. I mean, there's there's no other way around it. And, and the Knicks gave all their fans a couple lumps of coal to take out MSG with them on on, on the way. Really disappointing. And And now the worst part is this is the other stuff that comes back to haunt the Knicks that we talked about if this had gone wrong earlier back during the preseason you know now you're now now the guy that you thought would be here to right the ship if this would happen David Fisdale he's gone he's gone those were those guys would respond to him in this kind of a situation now Mike Miller's in charge I I don't think Mike Miller is going to keep the ship afloat. Why Why would he Why would you think he would? What experience does he have to back that up? And now Perry and Mills uh, they're they're in big trouble. And at least they should be. This has been a disaster. What this has turned into, and this is the problem when you fire your coach this early in the season. This is the problem. This is it. You've made your bed now you got to sleep in it and the Knicks are are oh boy it's murky going forward you don't know what's going to happen with the front office you don't know what's going to happen with a good amount of the players on the roster and then the free agency period comes in next year what are the Knicks going to have to offer for a Giannis Antetokounmpo or a Kawhi Leonard or Anthony Davis not a whole lot if it keeps going like this this is the downside of what the Knicks put together here. Brooklyn next, then Washington after that, then the new year hits, and then we'll have another show for you next Friday, and I believe that is January 3rd, 2020. So this is the last show for 2019. Just want to thank everybody at the Posting and Toasting family, everybody out there listening to the show week in, And week out you guys are warriors you guys are the best the fact that you guys listen week in and week out no matter what happens with the Knicks, shows how great of fans you guys are and i can't thank you guys enough for interacting with the show listening to the show week in and week out you guys are the best you guys deserve to have a great holiday season i hope that comes true for all of you and your families as well Uh, I'll react to the Knicks-Nets game next week as well as the Wizards and the Portland Trailblazer game as well. And We'll dissect where the Knicks are at after that. Until then, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your family. Enjoy the rest of your 2019, and we will see you next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network in 2020.